please make sure that your seatbelt securely fastened. At this time, I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off. Thank you. Welcome to the 11th podcast of the Vagabond Exchange. I am Emily, sitting across from... I William. can't think of a good superlative today, but... Okay. William. I am William. The ubiquitous William. Yes. In a dining room somewhere in Nashville. Right. And... Uh, Enjoying what's left, left of our weekend. Yes. Not very much left. No. Very no. little. And we've decided that we're just going to wing it today. Yeah. Right? Because we, uh, we talked so much last week right. that we've run out of things to talk about, or at least things that we're willing to talk about right. for others to hear. <laughs> right? Exactly. And um, this may be the first uh, podcast that we've done where we won't have a movie review. That's well, right. Not, well, a, not really. Not a mutual movie review. Right. And why so. is that? Um, what happened? We were because so, I thought we were going to talk about Paper Heart this week. We were going to talk about <laughs> Paper Heart, and um, I made the mistake of assuming that it was going to still be at the theater this mm-hmm. week, and I was incorrect in that assumption. So and I'm just giving you grief. That is my fault. I actually feel pretty bad about it because it's, really, yeah, I really wanted to see it, and I, I know too. you did too. So it's okay though. It was only around for two weeks. Yeah, for an independent film with. Michael Cera. Yeah, you would have thought that it would have st- stuck around a little bit longer. but It's strange. Maybe it'll come to the bell court later or something. Maybe. Have we ever talked about the bell court? We haven't, but we should. I was just thinking that as soon as I said the bell court. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the bell court? Because um, it's more nearer and dearer to your heart than it is mine. <laughs> okay, well, the bell court is um, an old theater uh, in Nashville. One of few historic semblances right. of what was left of Nashville. Yep, and it's been around since the 20s. Um, back in the 90s, they were actually going to tear it down. Right. And they started, um, I forget what they called it. But like a Save the Bell Court right. movement. Yep, and I think some private group uh, ended up buying it right. and saved it. Um, they used to have shows there, I think plays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it got to to the point where uh, now they show independent films. Right. And uh, they still have concerts. Yeah. And, I saw um, a concert there last year. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I've seen uh, jazz concerts there. And they, they okay. have... Old movies. They, they show older... Old, yeah, like... Uh, it's I'm a Wonderful Life. It's we a saw wonderful that at life. Christmas time last year. I saw Taxi Driver there, Midnight Cowboy, uh, right. Rebel Without a Cause. They show a lot of... Yeah. That's a lot right. of old movies. So, and they've had a they had a Godfather kind of week, where they showed both of those. That's good. So, uh, if you're ever in Nashville, you should stop by the Bell Court. It's a unique experience. The theater is huge. It's almost like uh, a smaller version of a much smaller version of the Castro in San Francisco. It kind of has right. that feel to and it. And a little little dungier than the Castro. Yeah. Um, but it's a great experience. Yes, and they serve. Alcohol, mixed drinks, which you can't get at all movie theaters. So right. It's, it's a bonus. Cool. Yes. So, 
Anyway, maybe Paper Heart will come back out and it'll come. If it gets nominated for something, they usually bring it back out. So. Right. So, maybe. Um, yep. So, if it does, we'll review it. And when it comes out in video, we'll review it. Yes, we will. Because we <laughs> desperately want to see it. Yes. So. Yes. Well, so, what else? What else is going on? How was your weekend? Because we really didn't spend much time together this weekend. No. And uh, and that was my fault. That was your fault. I had a small incident with my cell phone, which made me realize one of two things. One, I need to write people's phone numbers down in a place that's not in my cell phone, as the convenience of having a large address book in my cell phone has made me not lazy. commit phone numbers to memory. Or lazy, if you want to be non-politically correct about it. Do you well, know my phone number by heart? I do. Really? Yes, of course. I don't want to give it on the podcast. Well, why don't you just give the last four digits? Because surely nobody would guess the prefix. It's uh, yeah, exactly. five six eight eight. Oh, well, maybe you do know it. <laughs> do you really know it? I know that part. I could guess the other three. Yeah, eventually, hit it. So, nonetheless, and um, for all you listeners out there, here's a challenge: see if you can guess the other three digits. <laughs> that's of right. Emily's cell, cell phone, phone number, and um, you can. Prank phone call me. Right. But, you know, caller ID. Caller ID has done away with the prank phone call. Isn't that kind of sad? Remember the anonymity of, like, calling the guy that, well, not for you, you still the girl that you liked. Or, right. Or, you know, whatever. You can still block it, though. If can you, you call someone, yes. How it do shows you do that? up as, I don't know, there's some code you have to type in or punch in before you dial. Huh. Yeah. I didn't think that worked with cell phones. With cell phones, I don't know, but. So, but but anyway, I think the prank phone call has died a slow death. I spent many of my formative adolescent years prank phone calling prank people. Phone calling people, yeah. Wow. I had a friend in junior high who was not a nice girl, but she was my friend. So what did you do? Did you just call and hang up, or <laughs> no, no? We would call. Um, we called lots of different people. One of one thing that we liked to do was order pizzas to people's houses, which I know is so not nice and so not right, but mm. we did. So that was one thing that we thought was very funny. And sometimes we talk in silly voices. It was really funny to like call late and ask for somebody because we'd be like, you know, we call like some girl that we didn't really like, and we get her mom and be like ten thirty. We'd be like, "Is Amanda there?" <laughs> And when, when her mom was like, it is too late for phone calls, we'd be like, put Amanda on the phone. <laughs> so we'd like to do that. And then Amanda inevitably would get in trouble because who are these, you know. People calling it. Exactly. Yeah. So sorry about that because her name really was Amanda. But I'm not going to say her last name. So sorry about that. But anyway, that um, that's all I'm going to say about prank phone calls because I'm going to start incriminating myself. And right. people from my high school are going to hear this and come find me. Yeah call my cell phone um well anyway uh but the anyway po- the yes. point is you'll have a backup that's of right all your i'll phone have a numbers. backup of phone numbers and also that i am entirely too dependent on my uh, modern technology because i felt paralyzed without my cell phone and my laptop over the day that i didn't full day that i didn't have it yeah and we live in an age now where people think that they should be able to immediately Reach. contact you right like if you only had a house phone right it's a little bit different but now i'm like if i call you and you don't pick up within two minutes or you know yeah if you don't call me within a legitimate mm-hmm. amount of time right then I, I feel like i should have a right to work right because i know you carry that phone with you everywhere and vice versa right 
you know that that person has it, is probably carrying it on their physical person. Right. So, so I didn't mean to alarm anyone. Like me. Exactly. I'm okay. I'm glad. Good. The fact that you're not answering leads me to believe you're either A, not at home, B, home but don't want to talk to me, or C, home, desperately want to talk to me, but trapped under something heavy. I was going to tell you I had a little, it wasn't an incident, but it's just a little funny thing. I was at Walgreens mm-hmm. earlier this week and uh, just buying a few Were items. Were you at the Take, Clear, Take Care Clinic? No. <laughs> Do you ever go to the Take Care Clinic? No. Do I, I don't even know I don't what that is. I don't believe in the take care. It's, apparent, it's like a drop-in clinic where apparently there's a nurse practitioner oh. who will check you out and prescribe medication. To which I say, yay, verily, I would like to just drop by and have medicine prescribed. Are you being honest or are you kidding? No. Oh. I mean, no to I'm not being honest. Oh. Well. I mean, no to I'm being honest. Some people, that may be their only I know. It's, and it is a good option and it's also open late. So you don't have to go wait at the emergency clinic or if you don't have health insurance, they take, I think it's like a, there's a fee to drop in it's like 20 bucks or something. Oh, really? So it's good. Speaking of that, just to digress just for a moment, did mm-hmm. you happen to see uh, Barack Obama's healthcare speech? I didn't. Just, I assume and I'm not going to get political here, but the highlight of it was there was a senator named Joe Wilson yeah. from South Carolina. Is he Republican or Democrat? Republican. Okay. And Barack Obama goes, you know, this health care plan is not going to cover abortions. And it's like, grumble, grumble. And it's not going to cover uh, illegal immigrants. And this guy goes, you lie. Oh. He called him a liar. And really? you should have seen Nancy Pelosi's face. Oh, I love Nancy Pelosi's face. She looked like expressions. she could have just jumped out of her seat. And, she probably could have. Yeah. Her eyes literally peel all the way back in her forehead. Yeah. She has very wide eyes. <laughs> She Kristen Week does the best like interpretation of her mannerisms and voice yeah. on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. I totally got off topic. You were at Walgreens. <clears throat> I was at Walgreens, and um, I'm standing in line paying for my items. Mm-hmm. And this guy walks into the store, <laughs> gets about a foot away from me, okay. looks at the cashier, and says, Where's your medicine for bladder spasms? <laughs> Was this an older gentleman? Uh, he's probably in, he wasn't that old. He's probably in his sixties. Okay. Well. And then the cashier is like halfway putting an item in the bag, and right. he just freezes. waiting on you, right? Yeah. And he goes, "Dude, ask the pharmacist." <laughs> the cashier said, "Dude, ask the pharmacist." Yes, but I'm thinking, <laughs> if you ask for like cold medicine or yeah. athlete's foot, but. If Who's it's a gonna, general topic. Right. Why would you on earth would you in, in front of a public forum? <laughs> Bladder spasms. Bladder spasms. That's aisle three, third row down. That's right. So Wow. Just, yeah. That irritates me though when people in general, like when you're being waited on and someone comes up, like at the grocery, when you're the other the, this was a while ago, but I was being waited on and a woman came up to my cashier and he I was finishing like paying and everything and she said I think I left a box of cereal here (laughs) and the guy just kind of like looked at her and he was like well I don't really have any cereal here this is aisle four isn't it on this receipt it says I have cereal and I didn't have any in my bags and he just kind of looked at her and I you know I stared at her I gave her the stink eye until she shut up 
and then I finished my transaction and left. But just yeah. wait. Like, don't be a rude Tuesday. I understand right. that it's annoying. Or at least say, you know, excuse me. Excuse me. Like, don't just... But the thing is, if you have bladder spasms, don't walk a foot... You right. Know. I'm sure there are other people in line besides you, right? Right. But I don't want you spontaneously pissing all over me. <laughs> spontaneously. That's so, good. <laughs> I don't want, and I don't want to. I don't think that it necessarily makes it like projectile urine. It just means he can't control when it happens. All right. You just wanted to say spontaneously. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, there was another time too. Um. I went with a friend to O'Charlie's. It was like a Sunday, so there were a ton of people there, mm. the after-church crowd, and you know how friendly they are. Right. But anyway, we were, like, waiting for our table, and this, <laughs> like, we'd gotten up to the hostess stand, and she said, you know, we'd handed her our little buzzer, and she said, you know, is it okay? I think she was asking us if it was okay to sit us at the bar. And this woman makes a beeline towards the hostess stand, stands in between me and the hostess, and says, where are your balloons? <laughs> And my friend that I was with just started cracking up and looked around, and the hostess just kind of winked at us. But it's like some people just have no idea right. where they are, that there's other people around maybe. I used to work at a movie theater, and I was an usher at one point. And so I was the guy that was tearing tickets, like when you come up the ramp. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes up, and he and his wife had apparently just gone to Baskin Robbins because they both had like two huge hot foot Sundays. Yeah. And he's carrying both of them. And uh, I go, you know, sir, you can't bring food into the, outside food into the theater. And he goes, right. uh, we just bought these. I'm like, I know, but, you, you know, right. you probably saw the sign outside. And you've probably, you know, been alive more than five minutes <laughs> to know that you're not supposed to bring food into a movie theater. Right. So he takes the two fudge sundaes and slams them down on the Esther stand and ice cream just goes flying everywhere. Did it get on you? I don't remember it. You should have picked it up and started eating it. (laughs) Mm. Mm, Wow. Thank you. (laughs) Enjoy your movie. So. So people are rude. Yep. What can you do? What can you do? I do sneak movie into, or food into the movie theater now. Well, yeah. I mean, we discussed that last week. $1,050 to eat at the movies. Right. Oh, yeah. We talked about popcorn. Right. Yeah. No, I, there's no way I'm going to pay that much. some kind of like, like, you know, the beer belly that they have? Like where you you can you put on literally like this pouch and it looks like a belly and you fill mm-hmm. it up with beer and it has a straw in it right. and you can sneak it into sporting events. They need like some kind of mechanized thing that fits under a belly that you can pop popcorn in and it just opens up. I, all I can do is see that thing overheating and somebody just screams. <laughs> <"Ahh, I'm on!" laughs> That's true. Yeah. So. Not sure that would be a great idea. No. We've got to get that perfected. Well, I'm glad you didn't get urinated on. That yeah. would have been an, an even funnier story to tell, though. Uh, well, I guess. I mean, you know, in a few months. <laughs> when I get out of quarantine. Right. Hazmat releases you. You know what? We should probably have a safe word, right? You know, so I know what your limits are. How about don't pee on me? Yeah, that should work. But I guess... Although we did not see uh, a movie together, mm-hmm. I did, since I couldn't reach you yesterday, uh-huh. I just went ahead and went out to a movie. And I knew you weren't that enthusiastic about this movie. Right. So I went out and saw a whiteout. Right. The Kate Beckinsdale mm-hmm. film. Beckinsale. Beckins. Beckin. Beckins. Sale. Beckin. Beckin. Sale. Sale. There you go. I thought there was a D in there. No. No? Mm-mm. Kate Beckinsale. Beckinsale. Anyway. <laughs> 
Sorry. Uh, the basic, I'll just let you mispronounce it. The basic premise is she's like a U.S. Marshal. She's got a, a few things that are haunting her from her job in the past. Oh. She used to work in Miami, I guess, and something went down she there. She moved to Antarctica? So she, well, she got, it's I don't natural. know if she got transferred or what to it's Antarctica. Yeah. Right. Well. <laughs> um, so, but apparently a murder occurs in Antarctica, and so she's got to investigate it. And uh, Tom Skerritt is in it. He plays a doctor. That's funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> I should have known when he came on screen just to get up and leave exactly. at that point. Nothing good will happen if Tom Skerritt's involved. Right. Did you ever watch that show Picket Fences? Uh, I saw a couple of episodes. My parents loved that show when I was a kid. Really? Loved it. He was on Cheers for a while, too. Was he? He played, um... I didn't watch Cheers like you watched uh, Cheers. He played who? Um... Kirstie Alley's boyfriend. Oh, that's For weird. a while. Yeah, he was like some rich guy or whatever. Anyway, uh, the movie is called White Out. Like I told you earlier today, a lot of the there are fight scenes in the movie mm-hmm. during blizzards. Right. During whiteouts. So right. all I really saw was a lot of snow and people swinging at, at each other, but I couldn't really see what was going down. Mm-hmm. And like I had told you earlier, my mind drifted a lot during the film. It was hard to focus. So I'll just say, save your money. Don't go see it. Don't even rent it on DVD if it happens to come on TVS one day. And you can't reach the remote to change the channel. Right. Just roll over. <laughs> Don't even look at the TV. Wow. Yeah. Poor Kate Beckinsdale. It was pretty awful. So. Well, I'm glad that you made it out alive. Yes. But maybe I didn't like it because I was so worried about you. Probably. Where's Emily? Were you even worried about me at that point? Uh, probably not. Exactly. Yeah, it was yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so don't go see it. No. Are you even going to try to give give it a rating? I will give it a three point one. Wow. And I believe it had a six on IMDb because we looked earlier. Okay. Right. I don't remember looking at it, but. Oh, oh, that's right, because there was like no... Yeah, that's right, we did look at it. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. But we are excited for next week when we really will see a movie. Yes. The new... The new Matt, da- Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon movie. Informant. I'm so excited about it. I am. Actually, there's an exclamation point, so... Yeah. The informant! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, somebody else funny is in that. Oh, Joel McHale. Right. And then, um, the guy from Quantum Leap is in there, too. Yeah, Scott Bakula, who my dad adores, because my dad is a huge fan of movies and shows about time travel. And my dad is, like, this conservative, like, blue-collar, sort of, kind of a churchy McChurch, but he loves time travel. At what point did he start liking time travel? I'm not really sure. My mom says that he's liked it the whole time they've been married. Like, he wanted to see The Time Traveler's Wife. Not because he he didn't realize it was a romance story. He just thought it was <laughs> literally about a time like about time travel. Okay, I'm, so. I'm just wondering if you know, maybe six months after the wedding, he's like, you know, if I could go back in time. That's nice. What are you saying about my mother? <laughs> my mother's been very nice to you. Thank uh, you very much. Your mother's much. a very sweet lady. All right. Did you want to travel back in time after you met her? Um, yes, just so I could meet her all exactly. over again. Exactly. Better take that back. All right. I'm sorry. 
Um, how do we get on time travel? We were talking about Joel McHale. Oh, for inf- informant. <laughs> That's right. That's right. right. And I'm really, you know what I'm excited about? Informant is because Matt Damon is rocking a mustache. And I'm really excited. Crazy hairdo. Exactly. Like the 80s glasses. Right. Corrective spectacles. It'll be good. Yep. And we'll actually see it. Mm -hmm. Since we're talking about movies, Mm -hmm. can we just mention that the number one movie this week was the Tyler Perry film, I Can Do Bad All By Myself? That's a long name for a movie, too. It is. Um, now, you have an aversion to Tyler Perry movies, correct? I do, yes. Why? Well, let me first say that I admire Tyler Perry mm-hmm. because he obviously gives people what they want to see. Who He's has? A, is it because he has two first slash last names? That's part of he it. He could be Perry Tyler or yes. Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, but, yeah, he creates... TV shows and films that are wildly successful. Yes. And so for an African-American writer-director to do something like that, mm-hmm. I have to admire him for that. In the same way that I admire Oprah Winfrey. Right. I admire her even more. Right. Um, I don't watch a show anymore because it's kind of become like tabloid mm-hmm. stuff. And it's very like... The last few that I've watched, it's either been, she's either talking about, like, people with disabilities and illnesses, and she's got that Dr. Oz, who kind of, I don't know, there's something about him that just weirds me out. Or it's, like, super spiritual, and, like, kind of new agey, the secret kind of stuff, which is fine. Uh, that's, you know, to each their own, but I just, I don't, she's not, I don't feel like she really talks about anything Well, anymore. she used to be a lot more topical yeah. than she is now. Yeah. And Although. I feel like she's too smart for that stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's an unfair judgment. I would like to go on her show and have her give me things, though. Right. Well, who wouldn't? Well, you know, she had a big Jesus. parade in Chicago last week, like yeah. right after Shut we left. Yeah, Michigan Avenue. Yeah. We could have been there. Right. Me and you. Yep. So, but anyway, um, so I admire Ty- the fact that Tyler Perry can bring, pull in audiences of all races. Right. And uh, his movies seem to always open... Number, at number one or close to number one. Right. This particular film cost $13 million to make, and this weekend it already made $24 million. So the studios, although I think he, he owns his own studio, I don't know how it works, mm-hmm. but the studios must love him because he you know, brings in a huge profit. Yeah, every time. And his budgets are you know, nominal compared to other films. And I don't feel like he does a lot of advertising. Do um, you? I mean, I don't... I don't like... Okay, maybe not. But, like, this movie, I don't remember seeing a lot of previews and things for it. Do you? Well, I remember seeing that Medea where she's calling, like, 911. That's true. So. But maybe we just don't go see movies where these would be trailers. The previews. Yeah. 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 But that that's where the problem comes in for me, is that I feel like he kind of puts black. He doesn't. Uh, I'm trying to... It's a delicate... Well, he plays on stereotypes. Right. And he kind of typecasts, and he doesn't stray from that at all. Mm -hmm. All his films kind of have the same kind of feel to them. And I've seen some of his movies. They're not bad movies. Right. Some of them are actually pretty funny, but he's not stretching at all. There's no challenge there for the viewer. That's true. But do you think... 
I mean, do you think that's what his... Do you, I don't think he cares about stretching. No, he doesn't. And that's fine. It's just, you know, I've seen that already. And as far as African Americans, I would love to see them be more artistic and... Versatile? Right. And that's in any kind of art form. Right. It's like if you listen to hip-hop and you hear the same thing over and over again, it's just, it's disappointing. Yeah, and well, and you, eventually you stop, you know, buying the music. You would hope. Eventually. But, I mean, <laughs> he's been around for a while and his movies are still opening at, at number one. Yeah. And so what happens is you have other African-American writers and directors come along and these studios are going to say, we want movies like that. Mm-hmm. It's like um, years ago in the early 90s when Boys in the Hood came out. Yeah. And Boys in the Hood's a great movie. Mm-hmm. And it did very well. It got nominated for Academy Awards. And so the studios go, ah, you know, there's an audience here. Right. So then you have Menace to Society, South Central. You have all these, you know, gang films. Right. And so as a black actor, you're going in. You can't even get any other kind of role. Right. So... And the same thing that goes for, uh, you know, when N.W.A. came out with uh, Gangster Rap. Mm-hmm. And then N.W.A. is very talented, and I enjoy their music a lot. But then just had this glut of Gangster Rap, you know, come along. And that's all you hear, and that's... It's so all, It's all money, though. I mean, ultimately. It is. It's but unfortunate, because the craft suffers. I agree. But if you're in a position like Tyler Perry, you have the ability, even if you don't want to make movies that like that, mm-hmm. you can bring other people in that will make movies like right. that. Right. I mean, you're making tons of money. So if they don't make huge profits, it's not a big deal. So but, do you think he has a responsibility? Um, that's a tough one. No. I wouldn't say he has a responsibility, but I would like to see him do something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like asking if uh, musicians, when people react, when people blame music for crimes that they've committed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't really point a finger at the artist and say, well, it's your fault for creating that music. Right. At the same time, it would be nice if you recognize that, you know, maybe you're influencing people out there. Maybe you could. At least acknowledge that, not continuing continue putting out that kind of crap propaganda. Right. That's fair. Yeah. So anyway. But you don't you don't go see Tyler Tyler Perry's movies, do you? I saw the first two. Which were? Um, Medea's Family Reunion and Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Okay, I heard Diary of a Mad Black Woman was actually good. Yeah. It's the same. It's more than the same though. Yeah, I mean it was decent. It was it's a good movie, and I laughed. I can't, you know, when Medea is on screen, there's some funny mm-hmm. stuff. It's just I don't know. I'm that's why I admired Denzel Washington so much because he takes on roles that aren't necessarily what you would expect African American. He's been able to kind of break through mm-hmm. and just take any kind of role, right? Even if it was written for you know a white person, right? And Will Smith is the same thing, yeah. So, well, at the same time, not rejecting those, you know, African-American roles. It's just stretching out. I appreciate anybody that can do that. Well, I, and I think with Will Smith, too, he, he the, the role that he played first on The Fresh Prince was very 
it was a little stereotypical, you know, of, like this black kid from Philly that goes and lives. And, like the, the rich relative premise was a little bit different, but I think he, you have seen him evolve as an actor from playing this like kid from Philly to. Right. Yeah. And I think, but I think uh, Fresh Prince was biographical. I think that was a true story. About him? No, not about him, but. Oh. About somebody else. One of the, Benny Mendoza, or I forget who created the show. I didn't know that. That's interesting. I I think that's what, yeah. But you're right. I mean, for him, because he's gone, you know. But that, the role that he played there was all you kind of saw black people do in TV then, I think. For the the most part. I mean, there were a few deviations from that. Right. But that, pretty much everything you saw in the media was. Well, I mean, but you had the Cosby show at that time, too. Yeah, but that, I mean, that was one of few variances don't you think yeah well i think the 80s were very good as far as kind of allowing african americans to break out before because before the 80s i remember the jeffersons yeah and the jeffersons really i don't yeah i don't remember that many what was that show that it was a number well you had good times too which (laughs) (laughs) what was that show um martha somebody was in it and they um what was it? It was a number. Oh, 227. 227. I was going to say 772, but I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that had, uh, what's her name from the Jeffersons? What was her yeah. name? Um, oh. Mina Suvari. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. But anyway, that was a good show. Yeah, Jack A. You know Regina King. Jack A. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's my thing on Tyler Perry. Talented guy. Very successful. I actually went to see one of his plays um, before any of this happened. Really? Yeah, a friend of mine. He was in Nashville at TPAC, the Tennessee Performing Arts Center, and he had one of his plays there. And it was a good, you know, good performance. But it was just like, and I think his movies come from his plays. So, and I mean, the guy was homeless at one point. And so... I mean, what's not to be admired? No, he's, I mean, he's done a lot with his life. I don't think you're trying to discredit anything that he, any accomplishments he's had. Right. I just don't think he's very progressive. Right. Yeah. And that's fair. Right. You're allowed. I would love to see Medea die a slow death in uh, in the next film. But the fans, they dictate what happens next, really. So as long as they want to see her, she'll stay around. But I'm telling you, if they ever stop coming, she is going to die a quick death. Medea's funeral. That's what you look forward to. So you know what I was thinking? Hmm. Nobody died this week. Uh, that's not true. Oh. But I don't. the guy that died, I have no idea who he is. And I can't even recall his name. Oh. But he was in the media, so he obviously he was... He was important. Yeah. But this week does mark the um, eighth anniversary of 9-11. Mm-hmm. So that's a little somber. Did you see the memorial that they did in New York with the lights that looked like oh, the World yes. Trade Center? Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I found this picture the last time I was at my mom and dad's house from the trip that we took to New York when I was in fifth grade. It was like the first time I'd ever been there. And we took the ferry out to um, the Statue of Liberty. And my mom took this picture of us, and we had bought those. You know those foam Statue of Liberty hats? Mm -hmm. I had one. I don't know what my brothers had, but we're standing on this boat, and in the the skyline of New York's behind us with the World Trade Center towers right there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's only, that's one of like few pictures that we have of us on that vacation. Really? But it was kind of interesting. 
And I remember when I was there and we were walking down the sidewalk and my dad said, okay, look up. This is the tallest building in New York. And I looked up and I like, you know how when you're looking at a really tall building, it almost looks like it curves right. kind of kind of beyond your view. Mm-hmm. I just remember feeling like I was going to fall over because I, <laughs> I kept looking and looking and looking and it didn't didn't stop. Yeah. I, I can only imagine what it would feel like to look up at a building like that and to see because several people yeah. saw, you know, the planes fly into those buildings. It's got to be a pretty surreal experience. It was surreal to watch it. I couldn't imagine what it was like to actually be in New York that day. Right. Like, you know, looking outside your office window and seeing planes parked in in a building. Yeah. And I had a friend at the time that was living there. Mm-hmm. And just because everybody was calling at the same time, you, you couldn't reach Couldn't reach anyone. anybody. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the, the one thing you hope is that something like that doesn't happen again. Every time we go on a trip... Mm-hmm. I wonder about these, uh, it's a TSA. Yeah. The people, yeah. if they're really doing everything that, because I can imagine that it, it wouldn't be that hard to sneak no. some kind of weapon. Well, and you point. hear stories all the time about, um, I had a friend who got scissors through, the t- you know, on accident. I've had like lighters that I left in my bag that have gone through. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, you know. So. And, you know, I don't mind the whole taking off the shoes. Although you would think that they would have something a little bit more high tech. Sophisticated, yes. right. I, I think that's just a formality, to be honest with you. You think so? Yeah. Well. I do. I don't think it's... And, and not only that, but when you are in line there, you see the TSA personnel, how they kind of just give a cursory glance to the things that come through. I mean, yeah. in some cases, they're, you can tell they're checking the bags, and you'll see them push them back through, but... They're joking around, and I don't, know, I don't want to speak poorly of TSA agents, but right. it just yeah, makes I, me a little bit nervous that my safety is in the hands of. <laughs> well, it seems like a pretty Boyd mundane job, oh, so yeah. it's probably hard after a while to keep because all you're doing is just watching one item after another. It's like looking at a spreadsheet all day, right? You know, like if I look at a spreadsheet all day, I go cross-eyed. You don't you don't notice things after you've looked at something over and over again. Right. You'd almost feel better if there were two people, you know, one guy, two people looking at the same time. Right. But right. I don't know how feasible that is. But I like um, I do like watching it when I'm standing in line. I like watching stuff come through the on the X-ray. X-ray. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. It looks cool on the scanner. The one bad thing is that I used to go to the airport just to kind of like if I was feeling down or whatever, mm-hmm. sometimes I'd go just to go and sit and watch planes take off at night and oh, stuff really? like that. It made me feel Before better. Before 9-11. Right. Really? Yeah. And uh, you can't do that any- no. anymore. So. And it's sad when you drop someone off or pick so- want to pick someone up that you can't... You can't be there when they walk out. Right. Yeah. I remember the first time my dad took a trip when I was younger... We, like, went up to the window, and I think about that now. Like, we were so excited as little kids to see him kind of come off the jetway. And now to, like, you know, you know their plane has landed, and you watch them kind of walk the length of the airport down the <laughs> aisle towards you. Right. It's a little I, I remember my grandmother being on a plane, and she said she was going to wave to me from the window, so I see this white piece of paper from Aww. the plane, you know, <laughs> waving at me. That's so sweet. And so, you know, kids now, they can't, they don't. They can't do that. And maybe, I mean, they don't realize that that existed, so no. it's not a 
a big deal to them, but I remember that. Yeah. Just like I remember cigarettes on a plane, <laughs> which is really weird. I don't remember that. Any, like, contained smoking is weird to me now. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird to think about it now, but I remember people smoking on planes. Really? Yeah. I just can't, especially on a plane. I yeah. get irritated if, like, you know, somebody brings a sandwich on a plane. I can't imagine, like... Well, they had smoking sections, so maybe... I don't know how Was they there, were. like, a curtain or something? Like, well, how did they... How I don't did they recall there being a curtain. Just but a like cloud of smoke ba- over, like, four <laughs> a seats. A wall. Right. Yeah, I think the back of the plane was a smoking section, if I'm okay. not mistaken, and then... So... That's so interesting. Yeah. Or, like, people smoking in offices. Like, that's strange to me, too. Right. Yeah, but that's because you could tell like offices where they were smoking because all the tiles would be like yellow, piss colored. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but I remember, and you probably remember this too, when they served meals on planes. Do you remember that? Um, vaguely. I was pretty young. And these were like. Um, and I did most. I've done most of my travel post nine eleven. I'd only flew uh, like once or twice when I was under the age of twenty one. Okay. I remember they used to have fish or chicken, I believe. But yeah. they'd be like little containers, like TV meals. TV dinners, kind of, right? Yeah. And I thought that they were on like short, shorter, like two-hour plane rides. I thought it depended on the time you flew. Like if you flew in morning, lunchtime, or dinner, they served a meal. But maybe... You may be right. Maybe I was wrong. And I had thought that they were going to continue that for longer flights. But I think they got rid of it altogether. I think financially it's just they couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I don't really want to sit down to a meal on an airplane. I no, have a well, nervous stomach anyway, so. Yeah, but I mean, I remember going to Mexico. That's like a pretty long, from JFK. It's a pretty long. Now, did they let you bring food on the plane when you were younger? I think so, but I can't recall. Um, what, what, what was airport, like, what was airport dining like? In the actual ago? airport? Yeah. Was it what it is now? Because, I mean, you can get, like, a, a steak dinner at the Yeah. Airport. I don't think it was like that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think it was either. I, I don't remember, as a kid, there being restaurants like there are now. No. Like, now you get live music and all that. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember having all of that when I was younger, so. I don't either. But that does br- lead people to bring, like, their McDonald's onto the airplane, which right. is always, ugh. I don't like smells and contained spaces. Yeah. It's like... Don't do that to me, please. I don't want to smell your, like, 45-minute-old chicken nuggets. Right. And now, you know, with the H1N1, mm-hmm. I was on a plane probably a year ago. I can't remember, but this guy just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting right in front of me. I was like, oh, I'm not going to make it. No, it's gross. So. Or like the. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just, like, you can feel the germs just, just floating the into the area. That's why you should take an airborne before you fly. That's what I do. I heard that there was, we were talking about that this week at work, that there's some kind of lawsuit because people are claiming that airborne is, you know. Not legit? Yeah. And that it's basically just vitamin C and a couple of Well, that's all other it things. is. But supposedly vitamin C gives you a little boost. Right. But I don't um, I don't get sick that much, so maybe that's just what it doesn't matter if I take the airborne or not. Yeah, I usually don't get sick either. But you've been sick a lot recently, lately. In the last yeah. like year. You've had a few little bouts. Yeah. So. But you're okay. Yep. What's the matter now? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got this. Uh, my ears are filling up. I got this sinus condition. It's the change in temperature. I always get it from air conditioning. Mm-hmm. 
Stop that, will you? What are you doing? Did it open up? I think I strained my throat. So, um... So, yeah. This week we, um, we checked out a new show, mm-hmm. Glee. For those of you who don't know what Glee is, it's a show on Fox. They actually premiered the first episode at the beginning of the summer after the American Idol finale. And I, of course, tuned in, being a previous choir geek myself. I was very excited about this. And then they picked it back up. Uh, I think that first the la- they they replayed the first episode, but then the new true new season started Wednesday. Okay. So we tuned in, hmm. and I heart that show. <laughs> you know I do. I, I know. Do you? I enjoy the show. <laughs> I enjoy. I like singing. Yeah. So because I can't sing, so I enjoy when people are really good Mm -hmm. and then when they take you know like they this past week they took kanye west's uh gold digger gold digger and did that kind of i like that it's like um these acapella groups that you sometimes see yeah like the the woman that died in uh, north carolina and i can't remember the whole circumstances Mm -hmm. behind that but when they did um i guess the acapella troupe for the north carolina tar heels did uh carolina by james taylor right i appreciate when you can kind of harmonize and so yeah, I like I enjoyed the show and it's funny. Yeah. And uh yeah, but I imagine it is closer to your heart because this is something that you can really relate mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And it's much um much jazzier. I was in something called show choir, mm-hmm. which was fairly geeky in high school. But I loved it and I didn't care. But we did not wear cute costumes. We had to wear like these bow tie and cummerbund things. That were hideous, and my choir teacher was ancient, God rest her soul. But she, um, I was not, she was, I was not a fan of hers, nor she of mine. She did. She is now. She actually, it's kind of an interesting story. She taught for. She actually taught my great aunt. She her first year of high school was my great aunt's high school year. Really, her first year of teaching was my great aunt. When my great aunt was a student, my great aunt is. 70-ish, almost 70 or just over 70. Mm-hmm. So if that tells you anything. And then another 50 years later, she was was teaching me. But she she worked. She retired about f- three or four years after I graduated mm-hmm. and then passed away the next year. Huh. It was upsetting, well. especially to our community. But a really funny side note on that is that she actually ended up going on this, like, um, this kind of senior citizen bus tour um, where they went from Michigan to New York City, and my grandma was on the same tour. Really? <laughs> yes. And they went to, they saw Good Morning of America and met Diane Sawyer. So my grandmother has these pictures of her, Diane Sawyer, and my high school choir teacher somewhere in her archives. That's pretty cool. Isn't that an interesting little tidbit? So this tour, did they sing or? No, it was like a like a travel tour. Oh, like they, I see. You know, you sign up, like, but it was all old people. So. Okay. But anyway... We did a lot of musicals. I was in a lot of musicals and sang through college and um, did the did the choreographed 
singing thing. And we did some acapella stuff. Acapella is hard. I have to give props to people, to groups who can sing acapella. Because Mm -hmm. we used to go, we had competitions. um, And you would basically get, like, these honors ratings based on how well your group did. And, I mean, we it was either a one, two, or three, and one was obviously the best. Mm -hmm. And I think one year I went, we got a one. Because it was was very fierce competition. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so lots of Latin and Italian diction classes, and it's it's a it's difficult. And maybe you'll uh, sing on the uh, podcast one day. No, no, I probably won't sing on the podcast. Why not? Maybe you'll sing on the podcast. No, one well, day. you know, I have a friend that wants to sing on the podcast, Do or you? wants to sing. Well, Charity, my friend, she Charity. wants to sing. On, oh yes, she well, we should invite Charity to sing on the podcast. Yes, Charity, yes, come sing on the podcast. And she wants to do. I think I asked her to do Three Cigarettes in an Ashtray, the Patsy Cline song. Nice. So she said she's learning it. So That's awesome. And her husband's learning to play bass. So <gasps> Are we going to have them visit? That would sing? be cool, wouldn't it? I am officially inviting Charity and Andy to come sing and play on our podcast. Andy doesn't sing. but well, he, oh, he, he plays, plays yes. right? Okay. Or maybe he does sing. Maybe he's like uh, Cat Stevens. <laughs> Why can't Steve? I don't know, because I'm really into that song right now. Maybe he's like um, Justin Timberlake. Maybe. Who's someone else completely different than Justin Timberlake? Uh, Tom Waits. Yes, Louis Armstrong. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, You don't like Tom Waits, do you? No, I do. Oh, I thought you didn't like him. No, I like Tom Waits a lot. He's a really good writer. I didn't know that. But you don't like him as a singer, do you? Uh, I didn't initially, but his voice... Goes with the music, kind of like Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yes, I like Tom Waits. So, so what else are we watching this fall besides Glee? Because there's lots of new stuff out, supposedly. There's a lot of I'm new not stuff watching out. Any of it though. I unless I walk into something, I'll probably stick with my old shows, like The Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. I enjoy immensely, yes. and The Office, of course. of course, Thirty Rock, of course. And Saturday Night Live, right? Which right. they just fired two cast members from that show. I know, I'm curious to hear if they've hired. If they, they hired, hired two, also, did they? yeah. Did they talk about who they were? Do we know? They them? did, but no. You, usually, SNL hires no names at first, and then they kind of build up to to being celebrities. You know, yeah. like you didn't know who Andy Samberg was until he was on SNL. No, yeah. You know who Tina Fey was until she was on SNL. No, Eddie Although Murphy. Tina Fey went through Second City, which is like a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah. And one day... Well, I think Chris Farley did that you too. You will see a Second City show one day. I will. You promise. I, pr- I do promise. So that's good. Yeah. And, well, we already spoke about this, but Megan Fox is going to be hosting the... Uh, when does that come on? I think it's the 26th. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't, you know what, you were, we were talking about this before we started the podcast, and I don't really watch, I used to watch shows, and I don't watch shows anymore. Like, I watch Big Bang Theory and uh, The Office and 30 Rock, typically on your TiVo, but other than that, I don't, I used to watch House, but after they had this onslaught of like 7,000 new characters, I couldn't follow the storyline anymore, and I used to watch Nip Tuck, and that just subscribe to a new brand of, of crazy that I couldn't quite cross into. And um, I'm trying to, I don't, I didn't really watch it. The Closer. The Closer yeah. is really the only thing I missed that I liked. 
But I don't even know what night it's on anymore, so I don't watch it. Yeah. I can't get invested. Well, you know, that's the thing. That's the problem. First of all, you have hundreds of channels to choose from. Mm -hmm. Second of all, you have the internet, which provides you with all kinds of, you know, you got Facebook, you got news immediately, you know. So... You know, 20 years ago, it's very easy to squeeze in a couple of favorite TV shows because you didn't have all these other options. Exactly. And not only that, but I think the um, invention of, like, TiVo and the DVR has sort of, like, diminished the TV experience. Remember when you were a little kid or maybe when you were a teenager in your 20s or whatever, and there was, like, a show that you really liked, you'd be like, yes, it's coming on tonight. Like, you get all excited, right. get your snacks out, and now it's like, oh, yeah, I t it. I'll right. watch it, like, yeah, six weeks Yeah, that kind of kills now. it. It kills, yeah. like, the... Because you couldn't, you couldn't watch it again. It went away. I mean, you... Right. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, now you can get entire seasons. Like, a perfect example is when I was a kid, every Thursday night, I couldn't wait, and all my classmates, we couldn't wait for the, the new episode of The Cosby Show. Really? Yeah, it's just like, I can't wait to get home. <laughs> Me and my parents sat in front of the TV, and we taped every, on the VCR, we taped Did every you? single, and we cut out the commercials. We were like all meticulous about it. about it. Yeah. Right. And now those tapes aren't worth anything, because you can buy entire seasons on but DVD. But there was something in your heart. <laughs> Not really, because... We didn't have cable either, so there's static wants, in the... Who wants to watch an old, like, VHS tape of the Cosby show with cut-out commercials? Right. Did you ever, like, get, like, the first three seconds of the commercial and then be like, oh! Yeah, and pause it. <laughs> and sometimes we'd forget to pause it altogether, so right. it's like an old, you know, Jimmy Dean commercial. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's cute. Yeah. If you watch that, you your heart would soften a little bit. Probably. Right? Well, Yeah. Right. It's interesting to see old commercials and go, wow. Old commercials crack me up because you watch them and you're like, that was old and so they're so old. Right. It looks old. <laughs> right. That's how I feel. It looks gritty and like kind of weird. Nobody uses those air fresheners anymore. <laughs> exactly. And everything looks like yellowed and it just doesn't. I guess TV has evolved, like the technology and TV has evolved so much that it looks vastly different right i was watching uh an old james bond movie and it wasn't that old kim basinger was in it and she's like what 50 or something yeah so it couldn't be 20 maybe 20 years old i thought it was from like the 60s when i first turned it on i was like what is sean connery is in this because it looked old yeah i think that's his last one actually what did you tell me it was because i never never say never again i believe actually oh we've got imdb our our uh Movie database. The internet movie database. Yeah, and see, that's another thing. You didn't have this. Exactly. Instant gratification. Right. 1983. Oh, see? Kim Bessinger, yep. Basing or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, 25 years. Sean Connery. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, that's what so. we're watching. Another thing, when you talk about old commercials. Mm-hmm. Back then, you had, like, the white McDonald's commercial and the black McDonald's commercial. See, and I think there still are the white and black McDonald's commercials. McDonald's specifically. There are some, but I still see a lot more integration. In, like, I saw a jeans commercial yesterday where there's a black dude kissing a, a white woman. Uh-huh. You wouldn't have seen that not even 10 years ago. Is that the Gap? Uh, yeah, it's a yeah, Gap commercial. The Gap's always been a little uh, Yeah, but the, you wouldn't have, yeah, but... No, you're right. You wouldn't have. But I still think McDonald's segregates their commercials. I think they're an offender of that. 
I mean, you see, yes, because like you see the the commercials for McDonald's, they they either star entirely an entire black cast or an entire white cast, and on the ones where the entire cast is black, they play like hip hop music. Pay attention next time you see one. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. No, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think there are a lot more. There are integrated. There's not just an all-white McDonald's commercial or an all-black McDonald's commercial. I challenge you to find the integrated commercials. All right. We challenge our listeners. That's right. We haven't haven't, haven't, uh, talked about how our listeners can contact us because I'm sure they're dying to know. They've probably rated until this point, and now they're going to stop listening. Well, there's there's somebody. I like Tyler Perry. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) And you can tell us that. We don't mind if you're uh, in violent opposition of our views. We probably will only read your email and then make fun of you. But if you'd like to email us, you can. And that email address is vagabondexchange at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Oh, and we should talk about the fact that Charity did email us. She did. Right. And Charity wants us to see the movie Nine. Right. Which I don't think either one of us knows too what much about. about. It's about uh, it's some kind of like nuclear meltdown isn't it isn't it about post-war life or something i don't know so but um we've we've we'll probably add that to our repertoire right we should for charity for charity one of our dedicated listeners that's right yes so and charity could tell us what she thinks of it too she could. Maybe she could sing it. And she chari- could sing her review. <laughs> that would be very. Actually, right? that would be very cool if we had like a weekly review. That would be cool. Segment that's, you know, sung. Sung. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another thing that I wanted to to point out. I'm not, and I'm sure you're not, attached to the opening and closing of our podcast. Yes. We slap those on there just to have an opening and closing. Right. And to give us some continuity with kind of the name of our podcast and sort of what we talk about. Right. Which is travel and various other worldly topics. Bladder spasms. Right. Very worldly. Bladder spasms equals worldly. Yep. Um. But we were talking uh, a little bit ago about having people kind of announce our show. Right. Uh, so, you, But the way you would do it is you would announce it as if you were announcing, you know, a train leaving a station or airplane taking off. Right. Pretty much like the beginning and the ending. But a just, gondola leaving its dock. <laughs> yes. Right. A uh, space shuttle leaving. Um. A moped leaving its driveway. Right, right. Yes. Um, So, but if you, or anything, if you want to do like an opening and closing Mm -hmm. to our show. If you have a cool announcer voice. Or even if you don't, as long as you're. If you have a funny announcer voice. Yes. As long as you're, um, we can understand what you're saying. As long as you speak. (laughs) That might be kind of funny, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So, um. Yeah, just send us, oh, well, yeah, just email us an MP3. Yeah. And, uh... We'll have auditions. We could have them email us, and then we could play it for our listeners, and they could vote. Yes. Right? Right. 
We have a lot of stuff to offer our listeners. We do. Just, <laughs> we do. If you could actually acknowledge the fact that you exist, <laughs> besides Seattle Joe, that would help. Besides our friends and Seattle Joe. Right. And Seattle Joe, after listening to you know the last couple of episodes, he may not even listen anymore because I was well, so... he just I harangued he him. Fast forwards through your part uh-huh. and then listens He's to He's probably me. in love with your voice. You've gotten a lot of compliments on your voice, actually. Have I? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Very beautiful voice. Thank you. So. And Joe, I do apologize again on behalf of the entire Vagabond Exchange team, which you still are a part of, I want you to know. Yes. I'm sorry that William... But I do have my eye on you, Seattle behavior. Joe. Poor, No poor tricky Seattle behavior. Joe. Yes. All right. So, so we'll be coming back next week, mm-hmm. hopefully with lots of emails to report. Yes, we can't <laughs> wait. Just rolling in. Yeah. And we'll be reviewing The Informant. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Informant. The Informant. And um, do we have any plans this week that we can, can uh, tease our <laughs> faithful listeners with? Uh, there's a new uh, Buffalo Wild Wings opening in the neighborhood. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and if you get in line um, at Buffalo Wild Wings, like the first, what is it, 100 customers to Buffalo Wild Wings get free wings for a year. Really? Do you know that? Well, we've missed that, haven't we? They've been open for a while. Well, the one by the office has, but there, I'm sure there are other Buffalo Wild Wings that will be opening. But like, apparently people that. line up, like, get in line, like, at midnight or something. Really? Wait, yep. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's what I heard. Some, uh, one of my coworkers' nephews or something lined up for yeah and got it so you get like up to six wings a day for it's either a day or a week i don't remember i think it's a day for the rest of I your, bet the first for couple year. of people for a whole year mm-hmm. first couple of people in line have got to be homeless people <laughs> first of all you've got nowhere to go you don't have a job or anything second how of all awesome would that be you have a guaranteed meal every day exactly just bust up into buffalo wild wings yep so it's actually not a bad idea i don't think you could so. do some kind of homeless outreach with that just go, like, round up homeless people and plant them outside of Buffalo Wild Wings. They'd be eating well, so they could focus on other things. Like? Like getting jobs. And, or rehab. or Yeah. Um, have you heard of these lifelong cards that you can get at, like, McDonald's and Burger King? I was listening to uh, the guy that created My Name is Earl. Is mm-hmm. that the name of the show? Mm-hmm. He worked for Burger King for a short period of time because he was writing a book. That's right. But they gave him. Why do I know that? Didn't Tony Kornheiser? Tony Kornheiser. Yeah. That's right. Okay. But they gave him a like a card that he can use for the rest of his life to get free meals at Burger King. Huh. And so I was listening to the Tony Kornheiser show, and somebody had one for McDonald's, but they lost it, or someone stole their oh. wallet or whatever. So there's someone eating free McDonald's. Yeah. But wow. just think if we could get our hand. Actually, that's probably not a good thing. No, yeah. that's what I was thinking. And you know, I've been on fast food hiatus this year. Yeah. So far, so successful. We've both been trying to eat well. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I will tell you, I feel better. Yeah. Although, so. those commercials for chicken nuggets came on today. <laughs> it's always Got tempting. A saliva action But happening. you can get free coffee all the time, because McDonald's does have good coffee. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Piping coffee wouldn't be bad. Yeah. And sometimes I do enjoy their little vanilla ice cream cups. Those are good, too. Yeah. You know? They're like 99 cents or something. Yeah. But anyway, next week we will be back with with an actual movie review. Yes. And details of what I'm sure to be another depraved and debauched week. 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It'll <laughs> Not be for normal. me, just for Emily. Because she's a... Oh. oh. I didn't go there. <laughs> All right. So we'll see you guys next week. So long. Before leaving, make sure you have all of your personal belongings. Use caution when opening the overhead bins, as items may have shifted during the flight. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.